Tell me about your cockroaches. Your many, many cockroaches. I don't care. Nobody cares. Nobody, nobody who isn't in New York understands. If you're in the South, I feel like your cockroaches, your cockroaches fly. So like That's you're like up, yeah. I don't care about any but think who cares I have these flying demons coming at my head when if I'm you're taking Louisiana the trash. or Florida your cockroaches are gators and crocs yeah yes exactly <laughs> but in New cockroaches. York in New York it's just like yeah every place has them my office has them I, every time every time I'm there I would say once a month you know I pop into a stall just, you know get a little alone time get a little bend time and then just crawling underneath is just a big old fatty just is just like okay <laughs> i guess i guess i'm just in here until you're gone i don't yep. know what to do with this <laughs> well, i sent you the picture I, of the one i saw it she was, was visiting me and we were hanging out in my room and then my uh roommate sheepishly knocked on my door and she's like there's a big ass cockroach in my room will you will you help me get it and i was like yeah i got this and then like i go to i put a cup over it and i miss and it's like really big and it just flies into a crack in her wall and then oh, no. i'm just like all right <laughs> you put a cup over it what stop it i'm gonna capture it and then destroy it or something i don't know i forgot how i was trying to get it i didn't have what? a lot of tools to kill it at my disposal <laughs> by the way whatever i was doing i missed and it just went into a crack in her wall and waited for me to leave <laughs> so i thought like, this would be a story night. where you came out you killed it and that your ex was like oh wow you really have become a real man and i thought you would like hook up or something at the end of it no. but it turns out no, she, no, was she was like, like I, I made the right choice <laughs> uh, we still hooked up she loved how i did nothing <laughs> that woman never slept the other woman just never went to sleep again sure that's fine she just had to lay there and wait for the cockroach to come out while hearing us tenderly make love to each other are you a tender love maker would you say mm. with her yeah some people i'm all over the place man i got my interests <laughs> Uh, I got my interests. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I don't fuck anymore. I'm retired. All right. I walk home sad after parties. That's my move now. You don't have time. You're working. You're doing comedy. You sit down for three hours a week. And I am one of those it. guys who's like Friday night, man. It has to happen. And then you're like, this is too much pressure on a night. Yeah. I'm really sad. I keep going to a party and then having like. Oh, this bar, I'm this is a good bar. I can like talk to people and I'm getting like some attention. This is a good time. Well, I have to go to the second birthday party for a friend. And then it was like that happened this Friday. I was like at a bar that was way my speed. And then I left as things were going well to go to another friend's birthday party at a Williamsburg bar where everyone looked like the graduated bullies from high school. Just like sure. wealthy, hot. I was wearing the most vibrant clothing and it was like a dark maroon shirt. They assumed you were coming in to unclog the toilet or something. Yeah, and my yeah, friend kept trying to introduce me to her friend, and everyone was just like visually sad that I wasn't a foot taller, and it was just, I hated it. I truly uh, made me feel so insecure. Also, they only had one bathroom. What the hell? Yeah, that's brutal. That should be illegal to open a bar with only one bathroom. Yeah, where do people fuck? You know, I know. Where do people take long shits while everyone waits? Just in a hole, I guess, in a bag in the truck. <laughs> Don't give away industry secrets. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about this? I would, I've yeah. been I've, for people who don't know. I, Al, so I, we, Albert and I were talking and he's everything about his job is fascinating to me. That's why I bring it up a lot on this podcast. I love oh, hearing man. about this stuff. I asked I asked him where where he poops during the day. Can you re can you give me some some of your okay. intel? So I just don't poop. 
That's my life. But I was <laughs> with a crew of people, and when they do mostly installs, so they're just in one place the whole day. And if that place doesn't have to doesn't have a bathroom, they get creative. And they were just listing different places they've pooped, which is just a bag in the corner of the basement, a bag on the truck, a box on the truck. Sometimes they'll poop while the truck is driving around. You know, on the what? way to places. Yeah. So like then, they're in the pat, they're driving and pooping, or they're in the passenger no, they're in the seat. Back. They're in the back. Someone's yeah. driving. They're driving yeah, yeah. down New York City streets. Uh -huh. Someone is in the back going. Ah! Yeah. Ah! You hit a pothole at the right time. It really helps you out. Sh shoots back up in there. I would think. <laughs> or you pinch uh, it the off. The cool I guess. thing was how everyone had bonded over the desperately trying to poop in the morning, whether you had to go or not. Just begging your body to please poop now. Please. Right. This is the one chance we'll get today. Please just be cool and poop. It's just wild to me that they wouldn't just go to like a Chipotle or something, you know? There's not Chipotle's in all part. Like we were in a part of Brooklyn that had no Chipotle's nearby. There's places that have bathrooms. Like you're getting lunch. You're taking a shit when you you lunch. You know? Mm, it's a bit what of a are you guys? What are you know. nuts? I don't understand. I don't this. know. Yeah, I'm new. Like I'll, maybe I'll find out. Maybe I'll go take a half hour hike to a Chipotle. I don't know. And then they'll just... I'll come back and I was like, I pooped, and they're like, that's your lunch break. It just seems like if you have a car and you're shitting in a bag, you're shitting in a bag by choice. All right. That's how <laughs> I feel. That's just I might be wrong, but maybe I'm ignorant. But that's just how I feel about the whole damn thing. All right. I wow. don't know what to tell Are you. you a fancy man who needs a toilet to poop? Huh? Yeah, man. Pooping holes because it's fine. It's good enough. I got I understand that I, you know, have this little cushy office job mm -hmm. where I get to. Yeah, I got to hop over a roach or two to go <laughs> wet my pickle. But who gives a shit? You know, like that's what I signed up uh, for. The you fact knew that you what call it was. That and haven't been fired yet is a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Can we pause this meeting and go wet my pickle? <laughs> it's the idea of me being a grown adult and being like, hey, uh, I need to step out to go wet my pickle. Uh, it's like, why am I asking? <laughs> why am I asking to go? To the <laughs> That's the most offensive part. Like, hey, right. man, you're an adult. You're allowed to go to the bathroom. I think it's very funny. I've um, worked a lot of retail. I have never worked any retail, actually. Oh. I never well, got hired for any retail jobs. I think I'm so tried. lucky you get yelled at all day and you have to ask to go to the bathroom and it's yeah. humiliating. I, I feel like all the good jobs were like, I know everybody like waiting tables or like, I don't know. I feel like being in a restaurant or a bar, I understand that it would suck, but also I feel like the people are more fun to be around. And like yeah. the end of the night, you bond over how much you hate everybody else. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, you, you just do hard you, drugs all day. It's right. like a, a real party. Like there's a lot of groping, whether people you, like it or not. It's, you bang on the trash after your shift. It's good. <laughs> I don't understand that at times. Yeah, <laughs> roaches trickle out from underneath you while you're taking. That's a cool thing. If you walk around New York after like the bars and restaurants are closing, and then you can just see like service people gathering at one or two places and just yeah. having like their. All right, now it's our time to enjoy these things. They have sometimes there's like I think Monday might be a big day for people in the service industry to go out. I was talking to some friends who one of my friends is uh now in an open relationship so he has been on the prowl and uh the places that his thirst has taken him are just fascinating to really? me it'll be like you know we're staying at this bar until 6 a.m and i'm like what happened and they'll be like nothing it was great and i'm like well what are you even i don't understand what it's like to be out in the world no i guess idea. right now but he's learning things about you know when like these bartenders go out and like all this shit so i think that's another one of reasons i don't get laid often is that there's like a 
oh, you got to ride the night out until people go home. And I'm like, yeah, this is, fuck this. At some point, this is not this is too much. It's a little bit of a war of attrition. I think that is, <laughs> that's real. I'm a big proponent of just like bang your friends. I don't think enough people are banging their friends anymore. Once you get to adult, I feel like people curb that college age. That but That's like the height of banging your friends. But oh. then they're like, I don't know. I'm supposed to be an adult. And it's like, no, no, no. If your friend is single and horny and you're single and horny, you make a little you make a pack you're like, hey, if we're not getting we're not both getting laid by the end of this week, let's have sex and be chill about it. It doesn't have See, to be I weird see that. But the thing is, it's always weird. I'm with, no. I'm friends with a bunch of girls and all they talk about is how weird it was that they fucked people we know. And I, you know, I've been propositioned and I just I had to fuck off because I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that. You want to you want a little bit of that. And that's OK. We just got to we got to admit it that's the first step admit you want a little bit of friendship loving that's okay you want to sit down at a table with your friends and then they all stop talking and you're like well, you guys are talking about my weird hog you were or weren't you god damn it <laughs> <laughs> you probably have to say anything it's okay to have too much foreskin it's legal and if it, yeah, right. it's okay that i have to tie my foreskin around my thigh just <laughs> just to walk around normally that happens to some guys i guess i don't know they don't really allow me in showers with other men at this point but it is what it is <laughs> um yeah so i'm glad i know more about where you poop um i did want to say this real quick i am anyone keeping up with my uh do i have covid situation from last week which is no one no one gives a shit but no. it's the only no, thing i, I asked i did a poll hey did anyone care about COVID <laughs> thing? People, nah. uh, i do not have covid i quarantined i took a test they never got back to me until i called them crying and being like what i have things to do on tuesday and then some lady was like all right bitch you're normal you're good <laughs> and i was like thank you so much um just i'll send you i'll send a check or what you know i don't know whatever they're yeah. gonna take a thousand dollars for me to get a pcr test that, is that real i don't know how much it's gonna cost i bet it's gonna cost 125 are they charging again now i feel like, like they're going to not real anymore we could charge right. for this now right it's not but, a big deal but so gonorrhea of the foot which is interesting <laughs> <laughs> they did not test for that uh so i I don't know. It was like four days or something where I was just like in limbo, canceling shows, not being able to go out, becoming a worse person just in general because I was in a bad mood, whatever. But then on Tuesday, I was like, oh, my God, I called. I'm free. And I had tickets for St. Vincent on Tuesday, who was, uh, which is a great band. Um, and I was jacked up to go to this. My fiance and I were like, we're going to go. Fuck it. I didn't have to sell the tickets. I feel very good about this uh so we go and <laughs> as we're like sitting down i hear like we're like getting to our seats i hear like hey you guys ready to see saint vincent ah and everyone's like yeah, let's go i was like oh that's like an interesting okay i guess that's just like the opener and whatever then we get to our seats and uh opening the show is a comedian which i did not know no the comedian who I did a comedy festival with in 2017, who is just living her best life. And I like her. Her name's Allie McCoskey. She's very funny. Oh, She's very nice. I like yeah. her. Um, but it was like one of the worst feelings I've ever. St. Vincent is like one of my favorite artists, right? And then seeing someone doing a thing that you didn't even dream you could. It was like I yeah. got punched in the head and I was concussed for the first 40 minutes of the show. 
because I was just like it was like white noise. Everything was white noise. Okay. She did 30 minutes, so I was like zoned out during her set. But yeah, <laughs> and I was just because all I was doing was going back over every single step and choice I've made as a comedian that led to me being where I am sitting, paying like money to watch someone be more successful than me. Yeah, that's what yes. that was. God, that's awful. Oh, yeah. my God. Being surprised by that. That's heinous. Can I ask you two brutal. questions? One. Yeah. Where slash how big was the venue? Oh, you know what? I should have. Yeah, this is very important. Is that Radio City Music Hall? That's why. Whoa! I, yeah. I was thinking it'd be a venue that we're like, oh, okay, I'm in New York. I kind of know that. Not a venue that everyone in this country. Yeah, knows. a okay. legendary historical venue, and oh. a person I, a person again, a person I. This isn't about Al. I want people to know this literally could have no. been any, almost any other comedian, and I would have been like. Well, I guess I should jump from this mezzanine. It's, I can't tell if it's better or worse than someone you don't hate, though. <laughs> if it was someone I hated, that would be. I think that would that would be way worse. That would be infinitely worse. Yeah, I yeah, I think it would be. Uh, I don't know. It was just it was brutal though. Just sitting there and being like, "All right, well, in 2017, we were both unknowns who were just living our lives. What happened?" And then I could trace all the things she's done and all the things I've done, and just been like. Okay, so I made pretty much every single wrong choice. Here's a missed opportunity. Mm -hmm. Here's I took a left turn here when I should have just taken a right. Um, I don't know. I should have got into music or something. I don't know. I don't know what I was doing. I was just like, there's a version of me that is dead before he ever gets to this concert in a different parallel reality and that so he be, doesn't have to feel this pain yeah. that's why <laughs> so i, felt I love good. That that's the other alternative universe right. it isn't that you're doing the show it's that <laughs> you're lucky enough to be dead so you don't no. have to see that this is a possibility <laughs> yeah. this is the dream you missed out on yeah now co comics opening for bands is notoriously difficult how did it go so i think the first i i would wonder what she would say i think the first maybe like she did 30 ish right in the first 12 maybe we're just like people filling in it was kind of like okay here we go da, 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 da. but then like toward the end like the back half of her set like people were like loving it there are women really? behind me being like you know <laughs> yeah he's never made me come either and like <laughs> the guy who bought tickets for them was just like god damn it i mean so what expensive. do i have to do <laughs> i paid 200 dollars for these shitty seats and now you're telling everyone my dick is small uh, you, know? you know why i'm i'm bad at sex because i'm stressed about how much money these tickets right. cost right do you know the things i had to do to get us into this show <laughs> i guess i'm gonna keep shitting in that box and not buying lunch at work <laughs> yeah you were sitting directly behind me at the show. <laughs> I um and another weird thing is like I, it's not even like this was unknown. I, I I just don't. I'm not on Instagram, so I don't see this stuff. So I guess I would have. Oh, yeah, I could have been, been more prepared. She'd probably been like, "Hey, I'm gonna do one of the greatest shows of my life here in a second. I don't honestly. I don't even think she really knew who Saint Vincent was. I think she had like a overall understanding of who this person was, but like, I don't think she was like a big fan or anything which is hilarious to me who yeah. like in she 2012 like <laughs> i would have punched my mom in the tit to probably open for saint vincent and so. she's like in the green room on her phone afterwards right. <laughs> while they're playing it's like can i is it cool if i leave now is right really except spot in your comedy club except not only is she full ass on this tour with saint vincent wow. and everybody she is um there's a point in the like thing this. There's a point. <laughs> I will hang myself on. The if I have to suffer, you have to suffer too. 
there's a point where they're doing like a they do like a toast on stage they bring everybody like all the backup singers and all the musicians like they do like a fake toast she does a bunch of like little sketches it's interesting but then like Allie gets to come out on stage and sit down on stage and just like take in the sights and sounds of like St. Vincent live 15 feet away while they all like sip on fake booze or whatever so she's part of the show literally part of the show and the worst part of all of this honestly now that i my head is clear and my mind is free um i probably could have got comp tickets to this and probably could have got great seats yeah yeah yeah. and i didn't even fucking because my dumb ass isn't on instagram and then my i don't know i just didn't know like i'm sitting here like paying however i don't know how much it was but like let's let's say like 80 bucks a ticket or something to sit here and watch my pal be successful and then just not even i probably could have met st vincent if i just have instagram you know what i mean yeah you should get the gram it's uh Uh, it makes you 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 know this feeling that you felt during that show it's like that all the time it's perfect that's what i want you know Um, how (laughs) how the balance of me being mentally healthy and just deeply deeply unwell Uh, is skewing more and more every day i need something to push me over the edge Mm. to unwell for sure well, I have a story that like is kind of the other side of it that's a little more pleasant of a similar thing. You know, the band Jawbreaker, they take comics out on the road a lot. And I uh they were doing Olympia with Kate Willett opening and I have okay. friends and I had like a friend in Olympia post on Facebook like, "Man, I I love Jawbreaker. I've loved them forever and the tickets sold out and I couldn't go and it fucking broke my heart." And I reached out to Kate and she got them tickets. And I was like, you know, that's a little that's a little nice healing moment i'm sorry it doesn't help you or your comedy career doesn't help me at all it doesn't help me one bit <laughs> but you it know, makes me more comedy, upset uh, thanks, Kate. that was really cool of you uh, yeah. my friends were absolutely fucking thrilled to get to go see jawbreaker great i'm glad that happened for them uh i passed up one opportunity to open for a band in seattle at like the coolest venue that i like all the bands i like that i saw uh my friends even took me to see vince staples there it was like a really great venue and probably would have been a good opportunity to get into like the music world in seattle as a comedian and i turned down the show because the band sucked and i just did like a local shitty show instead that is like classic you you. that is 100 you are say Look, I, I read the emails. I know what people say about you and say what they want. You are yourself. 100% Yo. authentically you all the time. They're so. like a poppier Imagine Dragons. And it was just like dudes with bomber jackets and like slick. It was like, it seemed like an MTV, the product of an MTV show. I was like, this is so stupid. Would you have gotten paid for the gig? Probably a little bit. Yeah, it was, it was a terrible decision. <laughs> yeah. um, it was one of the worst. There's like another great okay. Seattle music story was there's a band that's like big in Seattle and uh, they've been around forever and they have like a small audience, you know, they could like fill a little theater or like a little club in each town. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got offered to open for um, what's that dumb band that does Mr. Brightside, the killers. Um, and it was I'm like sorry. the year the the killers. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I think they're so oh horny and God, boring, but uh, they uh, it was a year that they blew up, but it was like right before and they're like you want to open for them on this european tour and the guys are like no these guys fucking suck and it's a very much a decision i would make also and then they exploded <laughs> because people as a collective generally like terrible music i'm i'm just a victim of you know poor choices and happenstance and whatever but you deserve everything you have those are also poor choices hey i'm just a victim <laughs> of poor choices <laughs> Uh, uh yeah. if I in 10 years if I'm still doing HVAC, I will shit myself to death in someone's basement and they'll just have to find my corpse. 
Dog, in 10 years, we're going to be underwater. No one cares. It'll be fine. Oh, my God. We're going to be floating on top of the water. We can make some but, float. You know who didn't make any bad choices in his life? <laughs> oh, my God. You know who made all the right moves? And yeah. uh, really exact opposite. Like the, that energy of making the right choices incarnated into a person. Like a thousand people making the best right. choices to succeed. Just right. crammed together to make one yeah. human. Um that's who we're talking about today. Should we uh should we start the pod? Yes, the lead singer of Hoobastank. We're here, baby. Welcome to Burn Your Heroes. Every week we take a beloved member of the media, of history, or shows and characters that we love, and we tell you why they're probably gray, while they're not good at all, while I hate them with all of my heart. Terrible people. Everyone is bad. We're here to tell you why, but we're going to have fun with it. We're going to talk about other stuff for most of the podcast. We're going to talk about this. Ben's going to say something gross about foot stuff, and it's going to be a good time. It's not gross. You know, everyone. Yeah, what the fuck? Beautiful. Say something beautiful about foot sex. And Your heel you know, deep celebrate. in my throat. There we go. There we go. Now good. That we're I'm done. Semi-erect. Let's get into it. Who are we burning today? Well, okay. I guess should we, we introduce are... ourselves? I guess we <laughs> no. do that. I know. This was a wild one. This was really off the chain. I yeah. am Albert Kirshner, sad guy in a small room who is moving out at the end of uh, the month and probably maybe getting a really awesome apartment. Oh, yeah, that's I'm nice. Fucking excited. All um, it took was one of our mutual friends going through a horrendous breakup. And then uh, and I thank him every day for it. I... <laughs> <laughs> Um, and who the hell are you? How did you get in my house? Oh, me? I'm just uh, the 256th ranked paleontologist in Ohio. Uh, Out of 300? Am, That's not bad. Uh, <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> Uh, I am Ben Katzner. Thirty-four I'm here. losers. I'm here to dust your bones, baby. Oh yes. Yeah. Your big mistake that's probably keeping you in the bottom hundred rather than keeping you rank you up is you're not waiting for them to die. Yeah. <laughs> you're I, judging bone living bones. I like to get on top of things, okay? And I really like to get in there before time gets to it. So I hop on the bones, I dust the flesh off. And then I wait. I mark my territory. I start shitting in bags just like you do. And I really, <laughs> I really just, I'm like, if nobody can beat Buddy, me, if I difference. beat them first. <laughs> Mine's out of desperation. Yours is for funsies. Yeah, you know, I just like the noise it makes when you seal the little Ziploc up, you know? Uh, like anyway, this is Burn Your Heroes. As you can down. tell, we'll talk about a little bit of everything. And that's why you love us. But today, we are mostly talking about the one, the only Michael Jeffrey Jordan, baby. Michael J. Jordan, not B. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just if, just in case you thought, just in case me saying the middle name thought you thought, oh, that might be Jeffrey is his middle name. That might be Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> I didn't yeah. realize that was a person at first. For a while, I thought that's just what people said whenever Michael Jordan said something mean. <laughs> Michael like, B. Oh, Jordan. Shit. <laughs> there he goes again. Michael B. Jordan. You know how that is. 
That's pretty funny. That's not bad, huh? Yeah. That, could, that could make it on Ellen. Is she still around? I'm going to send her a packet. How do you feel about Michael B. Jordan? Um, I've seen him in like a movie, I think. Yeah. Fine. I, I like him, but I know full well if I ever out here's you know what's keeping me from being successful. It's the fear that sometime I'll be going to like a movie premiere and then me and my fiance are running to Michael B. Jordan. And he'll just steal my, I would assume then, wife from me. He would do a, he would do like a wife swap, but I would get nothing in return. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, a that's what I'm steal. worried about. That's a wife steal. <laughs> that's not a swap. I'm like, hey, man, that's not a swap at all. He's got a great show on MTV where he just goes to events and steals people's <laughs> lovers from them. That's See, that guy, look how happy he looks. He feels safe. Oh, <laughs> big mistake, buddy. Yeah, because he that's definitely. You see him and you're like, God, he could just ruin my life. I think, I mean, we generally have these conversations where, like, who are people? If something were to happen and I oh. called you and was just like, what is this? And I, that's a guy, you know, that's yeah. a person for, for us. And does for, your both fiance ends. ever say things like, oh, yeah, he could in a way that you're like, wait. But like, oh, yeah, she flat out was. You know, she'll be like, I would push you off a bridge for this man. I don't yeah. care about you at all. So and I'm like, yeah, but what about our love? You know, and then she just laughs and laughs and laughs. <laughs> and that even to hook up with him, even just like <laughs> drive a pedicab for him. Right. She's, she's like, like, I, I, I can just... kind of ride a bike. Yeah. She's like, I'd lay face down in a puddle so he didn't have to get his feet wet. Like, that's the type <laughs> of shit that she would do. Um, but yeah, that sucks. anyway, so we're have, talking like, about the other Michael. screen and you're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> There's a little bit of that. But but, you know, I, I to protect my marriage, potential marriage that I, I'm just not going to get famous. That's just what I've decided to do. That's oh, the best way. That explains a lot of the decisions you've been making. I like this podcast. Um, <laughs> what? It's the best thing in my life. If you stop this, I will I fully set believe myself that. on fire. I fully believe that. <laughs> uh, no, why is that true? That sucks. Today on this podcast that I am contractually obligated to do, we are talking Michael J. Jordan. What did you know about him as a child? Did you watch basketball as a kid or were you? Oh, yeah. My mom has gone to every single girls basketball high school game since i've been alive oh interesting yeah we are friends with the family who's like the dynasty that's been crushing it on both men's and women's basketball in our town and ended up coaching it there's a family of giants in our town and they love basketball and they teach it they coach it and we were like a good team our you know we've, i remember we went to states once and i went to hershey and cheered as we lost to a private school that could just buy players that are better you having school spirit is fascinating to me, yeah, and I do yeah. love that. It died way before high school, but okay, sure. Once computers came out, I was like, "This shit sucks." Right. <laughs> <laughs> sure, um, but yeah, I used to go to basketball like crazy. It's like my mom loved it, so I like got really into it. I used to uh, tell her I was gonna be a little point guard. I even played a little bit in some weird yeah. <laughs> little leagues. Um, I would practice dribbling around in my pavement all the time, and then I like got onto a team in elementary school and played like three weeks and was like, I am a hundred percent over basketball forever. Sure. That's all you needed. <laughs> <laughs> like there's this much breathing heavily. I'm oh done. God. I don't want it. I'm out. I get that. I get that. Totally. I, um, yeah, I remember watching, it's weird because I don't remember. I watched a ton of basketball as a kid. I watch basketball. Now I remember idolizing certain players. I liked Reggie Miller a lot. I don't, I think I liked like what my cousins 
would like. Like I'd go over my cousin's place yeah. and basketball would be on and it'd be like the Indiana Pacers versus like the Orlando Magic. So I would never see the Bulls play. I feel like I barely ever saw the Bulls play. So I never I'm going to be real honest with you. I was never like a big Jordan guy. I was like, yes, I understand. He's very good. And he's the greatest. I was hoping he was like, I didn't even hear about him until a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> just, until this ESPN documentary came out, I I honestly only knew Michael B. Jordan. That was it. Uh, <laughs> so I, I didn't really, I don't have a lot of great Jordan memories of him on the Bulls. I kind of remember him playing in like way past his prime, like on the Wizards, which is like, saying the only know. good team name yeah it's heartbreaking <laughs> like if anything they get me back into basketball it's the wizards or the warlocks or some cool shit like this yeah i'm trying to think of like a good analogy that isn't sad but like i don't know it's just like that is not it's like seeing seeing michael jordan on the wizards is like seeing the rolling stones now you know what i mean like what it this is i'm like this is music you know what i mean like yeah this well, is what like you a, people liked one of the big running themes of our podcast is if you're truly great at something please die early yeah die at 27 <laughs> yeah, just die at your peak never have to live to be just in the, the subject of blogs you know why is he yeah. still doing this he keeps saying stuff one of the reasons i know i'll never be great is because i'm still alive you know that is not what was in the cards sh- is there a party who's like here? i'll peak soon it's gonna happen i haven't hit my great my greatness yet i think i feel like i've done whatever i i've done nothing and i think that's the most i'll ever uh, do i think that's where i'm yes. at yes good um, and now for know. the decline <laughs> now for the down down <laughs> yeah, but you know i joined a gym so it'll probably be fine um you still going well, not because not oh, yeah, recently not because of the of thing. You know, gyms yeah. don't care if you have COVID. You can yeah. just go. <laughs> Especially in Astoria, Queens. Most places here don't care if you have COVID. That's what I'm learning. Uh, I might have to be a mask at the gym guy, which I'm not sure. Oh, man, I was I'm doing cloth ones when I first started doing that, and I was just waterboarding myself. It yeah, just gets I'm so a little sweaty. nervous. But the cloth, the paper ones aren't bad. We'll figure it out. Um, um, can I tell you anyway. a fun story, a queen story, just while we're not sure. on the subject? Um, so what part of my job is uh, filling up a big truck with oil and then delivering to people who have oil burners for their heat, you know? Mm-hmm. And that means you park the truck in the street and block it off for like 10 minutes while you fill it up. And people get so mad. Oh, they get so mad when they try and drive yeah. down the street. And But for some reason, Astoria is notorious in the oil community for people will straight up beat the shit out of you like they'll get out of their car to fight you and then people walking by will join for some reason yeah baby and my they're people. like the company that does astoria mainly will go at three in the morning because it's so bad like oh fuck wow this. i will show up at three in the morning and fill up these goddamn oils because these animals will attack us hey man <laughs> it's so funny it's real out here people have a a long-standing hatred of being blocked from driving they really like driving directly i have people speeding down our little side street all the time and uh if they can't go 95 literally (laughs) within three seconds so much they're gonna lose their minds i wish a horn had a 20 percent chance of making your car explode when you pushed it I mean, that would blow up your oil truck, just so you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, especially with how many times he's honking at ladies. Yeah, (laughs) the first three hot women we see were dead. (laughs) That's that's pretty good. I like that. And I'm finally happy. Can't wait. All right. Uh, So, Michael Jordan, yeah, we had like a little bit. So we both we both have a history with him. I I again, 
knew he was good was never like this is my guy but not your guy yeah i know that some people were like this is the pinnacle of greatness and if anyone challenges him i'll find where you live <laughs> and i will blow up your oil burner or whatever no. the fuck you know did you know um did you have any idea of his like attitude towards it because like I had a few I have a few clips burned in my memory when I was a little kid of watching the Bulls and he would like stomp on some team and then pass. And so in my right. head, I was like, this guy's good. He seems like a sure. chill team player, solidly decent. And I have never really looked into it until the last few years. Of like, wait, this is a, this must have been a real burden to be around. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't think I knew until I was older. I think when I was younger, I was just like, he's good, whatever. OK. And then I like moved on. And then later you'd hear these stories and be like, what? <laughs> he did what to who? This person is also a great player and he treated them like they were like a stepchild he didn't want. That's yeah, insane so to me. It's so funny uh, to be like the third best basketball player and have him make you feel like you're nothing. <laughs> right. It's in, it, it is actually insane. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know how a person operates like that, like forever to have that mentality. Players right now, I feel like in most sports players kind of have this on off switch where they can be Michael Jordan mentality on the court, but literally they'll be like golfing with these other people or like they have the same management or some shit. So they'll be at the same events or whatever, or they're just like, yeah, man, off the court, off the field, off the ice, whatever. I'm rich as fuck. So I don't even think about this like shit. LeBron James is just out there to raise money for schools. <laughs> He's like it's literally really friends good. with everybody. I don't know a person <laughs> That he's genuinely there are people who have been horrible teammates to him, whatever. But I don't really know. You don't. There's not like a thing where someone is like, oh, this guy and LeBron James, you'll never see them at the same after party. You know what I mean? Like, this is not a thing. The only place I still see people as petty as Michael Jordan is within like low level comedy. That's like the only place <laughs> where it's like people who run a bar show every six months are like this motherfucker. I would never book his ass. And I'm just yeah. like, all right, I got God. a list. I got a fucking yeah. list. Some of these motherfuckers have no business being on stage in front of people. Who's it's on the criminal. list? Let's go through it. Oh, my God. I have one big one. I don't want to fuck it. Uh, <laughs> They're I passing New York Comedy Club. They We talked about them getting booed at a show that you saw. I, I knew exactly. Show that I saw. And I'm like, this who? The comedy club thing gets me is like, dude, you're putting so much money to getting people into this place. And you're just like, yeah, this is my guy. All right. <laughs> I don't. This is so annoying for people who don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, but I will say real quick. It's OK. But I don't. He's pat. He's not passed in New York Comedy Club. What are you talking about? All right. You can say that. He's doing <laughs> spots. He's doing spots. Uh, maybe right, maybe fair. they're just like maybe there's those weird like hey uh, i have a show in your comedy club and i can book them so you can get around the booker yeah that's possible that's, that's how i did trick. it that's, uh, <laughs> that's my big trick. yes but uh i wonder if michael jordan's ever done comedy do you think he has he would sell more tickets than you or i combined yeah of course I, that's like the thing that's funny whenever like a celebrity who's a non-comic does a does a thing or like when steve-o started touring and people were getting really mad and it's like well no one's showing up because you're there <laughs> yeah and the club wants people and even if it's him being mediocre they'll still be happier to see that than they did like yeah i saw some guy who had some jokes i forgot 
there just should be separate spaces for people who want to see Stormy Daniels talking about sitting on Trump's face or something. You know what I mean? Like that shouldn't also be the same place where you see like Jim Gaffigan or something. Just because you can't follow her doesn't mean she doesn't deserve to be there. I could follow her, but I'd be in jail for killing the president then with my fat ass. Nice, nice. Uh, Get him. I just (laughs) I don't know if I know what I'm doing today. I feel like I'm still shook from uh the radio city music hall yeah i mean that's okay i got secondhand shook from that yeah <laughs> like i what the fuck am i doing with my life secondhand shook that's just uh, usually you just see that in the bathroom uh, nice nice uh, they would jostle someone when they're done peeing so it shakes their penis for them it's what mormons do say because they don't uh they don't go to heaven if they shake yep. their own penis yep that's that is <laughs> factually accurate them. that is factually accurate 100 so okay so one of the things I know for sure about Michael Jordan is like, like we just talked about his pettiness and like the way that this manifested itself is honestly wild to me. They would get like, if they traded away players that he liked, he wouldn't be just shitty to like management and executives. He would be shitty to the new player that came in that got traded. It's like that has nothing. The guy's like no control over that. Hey man, I don't want to be here either, (laughs) but also I just bought a house and I had to move. Right. Now you're hassling me. He's Um, like, I'm literally here to take care of my family and help you. But Jordan's like, I'm going to call you little bitch until you cry in front of me or you take either you cry in front of me or you take a swing. Like that was his thing. It was always like, I will truly ruin your soul or I will push you to the brink that you're no longer a human being. And the only language, you know, is violence. Like that's <laughs> what Michael Jordan did to people. Um, but he did because this is a fun side thing. He got so huge that there's like the world around him is very entertaining. I, uh, I lived in a very small town in Pennsylvania and there was this lady who every few years would sue Michael Jer- Jordan for a paternity test because she nice. claimed her kid was his. And then the entire town would be like, hell fucking yeah. It would be in the paper. Like, Michael Jordan's going to come to town. And every time it was just his lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that it's a holiday, there's like a parade where they're doing like all this shit. They're like, da, 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 it's Jordan Day is so fun. And I'm sure it was just like a sad, like, what a wild thing for him and anybody else to be involved in to be like, wait, I've never he's like, I've never yeah. been to this town. <laughs> we don't have a basketball team. And everybody's just celebrating me, <laughs> potentially banging this lady. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Uh, it's going to be probably suck to be that kid. But, you know, it's fine. When you, As an adoptee yourself, did you ever? Well, I guess you knew your birth parents right i knew my birth mom, birth mom. i never knew my birth yeah. daddy i was gonna say some birth daddy is a funny phrase um i yeah i've talked about this before but i always dreamed that my birth parents were like at least one of them was like famous or something and like someday they would swoop in and be like ah oh, my bad i just didn't know yeah. here's all the money you're all i wanted you <laughs> to grow up in a humble life so you were a good person right. and now that yeah. you are a good person i'm here to give you the treasures of celebrity right um no more yeah. shitting installs with roaches for you son <laughs> you're free put on that paper bag get out of that back of that truck <laughs> it's time for you to live a real life oh also fun story so that was meadville pennsylvania that was like the slightly bigger town that had a hospital that we would go to my town even smaller sacred town pennsylvania uh we claim sharon stone as it being her birthplace and she denies it i love that <laughs> that's even better. i learned that in school <laughs> just like wild. 
She's like, I would never be born there. <laughs> and I honestly, I'm like, did we make that up? And then someone just clung to that. <laughs> Man, that she's petty. More, yeah, that's very. She's petty. as petty as Michael Jordan, 100. <laughs> I feel like. Um. So yeah, I one I think what is wild. So you never end up. You didn't watch the uh, Last Dance. You didn't watch any of that, right? No, I'm illiterate. You can't watch documentaries. (laughs) You there's so much interesting foot, like legitimate footage of him just being a weird, bad person on camera that it is like, I'm surprised they allowed. I'm like, what didn't they allow? Like there's stuff which these this is like a fun moment, but also is like a glimpse into his weird bullshit about gambling. But like he's literally gambling with security guards in the back, like pregame shit and like guys who. I don't know, make one hundredth of what he'll ever make in his entire life and just like throwing dice or some shit for like, uh, I don't know, 20 bucks a pop and him like going until he fucking wins like him. Really? There's a there's this meme. You've maybe seen this like gif meme, whatever of like this fucking weird looking guy doing like a shoulder shrug like the Jordan like uh, that's when he beats Jordan. And then I think. I haven't watched the documentary in a little bit again, but I'm pretty sure that's like he beats Jordan once and Jordan's like, we're going again. Like, uh, he's like, keeps going. Uh, <laughs> like Taking this motherfucker's money. That's great. And it is just like this man is a mental assassin, like truly oh. his mentality on the court and off the court whenever it comes to competition are exactly the same. And it that's like a terrifying thing to think about because he's also like a dad. He's also a husband. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and, it's yeah. Like, and that shit you, goes to them too. You're right. like, his kids are like, he's treating them like, okay, you think you're going to grow up to be better than me? And they're like, we just want to be raised. <laughs> right. His kids. And they're, they're like We're fairly close in age. <laughs> it's like the scene in dark Knight where the Joker's like, We've got one spot open, and then he breaks a pool stick. That's what Jordan is doing with his kids, <laughs> just to eat dinner. He's like, "Who wants to eat tonight?" Snap, and then throws it. Um, that whole thing of like fight, uh, gambling against that security guard until he wins. There's a great story of him. I th- think he was in Hawaii or something for like. It's one of those weird off-season games where they just get a bunch of like good players to come play. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was in a he played around a golf with somebody, and he lost by one shot. And the next day, you were supposed to leave, and he was at that dude's uh, hotel room at like six in the morning, pounding on the door, like, "Come on, come on, we're gonna go play. We're gotta go play." Like That's he wouldn't let him leave without playing him again until he beat him. I <laughs> wonder beat him th- by one shot, and I like the idea that the other guy was just like, "I have to let him win." So this fucking right. It's like, oops, sorry, my. The other guy was Tiger Woods. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, sorry, Michael. I guess you win this round. Uh, it is wild. I wonder if he had a therapist. I don't think they I don't know that he's ever disclosed this or whatever, but it would be interesting to see if he had a therapist at some point in time and was like, hey, man, we got to dig into this a little bit. Like, what is this? What is this? You know, how do we because cut these worms out of your head? This is terrifying. It permeates his entire life. Everything he does, he does out of like. He's like, yeah, I want to show people I'm the greatest, but that's that comes out of like a place of pettiness, 100 out of 100 times. Like, it's crazy how every single thing comes down to him being like, I want to shit on this motherfucker. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. Also, like, I love this idea of like playing people until you win, because in gambling, 
if you keep going double or nothing and you do win, then you walk away like, yes, you did technically win. But in every other time, it's like that was 19 and one. (laughs) Right. Exactly. You you like beat them once and you're like, I am the greatest. You're like, yeah, we're going to ignore the last few years of just getting your ass beat. You said something that was interesting when we were before we started recording about how he was basically like the evil version of The Rock. Yeah, and I love yeah, that. Yeah, that same level of like violent work ethic. Yeah. But, you know, there's this thing. Sometimes I see, I don't know why I describe it to America. It's like when you see a John Hamm who's like nice, it's really mm-hmm. rad because he doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Right. If someone who's like really successful and also has all the stereotypical things going for them is then like nice. You're like, it's what a treat, right? Because right. You don't have to be. You won't be punished if you're an asshole. And that's kind of the Michael Jordan thing of like, he doesn't have to be nice. He can shit on you and then probably beat you. So there's just nothing anyone could do about it. Yeah. he He's like, when you're a kid and you're getting like picked on or something, and you're like, when I grow up, I'm going to fucking kick your ass or whatever. <laughs> like, you just have this idea of like, when I'm bigger, I'm yeah. going to be the one running shit. And like he grew up and he became like the guy who runs shit. And he never a lot of times as an adult, you're like, you know what? That's probably not the best way to handle it. Yeah, that but person he became was an adult me because he had to watch his dad kill right. himself and he was a troubled person. And he's right. like, no, I'm going to find him and eat his family. Yeah, I'm going to find that guy. He's like, oh, that kid was doing that because his dad killed himself. I'm going to go find that guy and tell him I sold his dad the gun. You know, like that's <laughs> what Michael Jordan. I mean, has. a real example of that came from the Hall of Fame speech. Yeah. Uh, yes. Where he didn't make his high school when he was a sophomore. He didn't make the varsity team in high school and the coach picked another guy. So when he's getting indu- inducted into the Hall of Fame, he flew that guy out who I don't even know if he played basketball still. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. He's, he's just probably just like an accountant. He's like, "Hey, man, are you sure you want to waste your money?" Uh, and on he's this? like, "Ah, I just wanted you to know, and I wanted the coach to know that he made the bad choice." And then you just it just cuts to the guy, and you're just like, "I don't know what's going on." Right. <laughs> this is weird. It's like you paid for my hotel. This doesn't really feel like you're getting me yeah. the way that you think you are. I'm uh, surrounded by basketball legends. Uh, my my kids are thrilled. I got all these pictures with everyone I love. But yeah, hell yeah. It's like this could have just you been a me. letter. There's no need. I don't understand why you're doing this. Didn't he like shit on his kids and shit on his like everyone? He just listed all everyone who has ever worked with him or he's worked for and shat on them for making bad decisions. The kids one is really funny because it's like, and then my kids, you know, they're yeah, you guys, you guys got big shoes to fill. Just like calling them out, kind of like you can't come for me, right? Um, His brothers who are just regular dudes um just shitting on them for not being as tall as he is <laughs> he's like trying to describe like listen i'm a competitive person this came from my family you know my brothers he's only five five so you know i guess good things do come in small packages <laughs> just like roasting wow. his brother and his family of course is in the front row and the cameras keep going to them and they just have to be like yeah, yeah that's our dad <laughs> not our choice uh, <laughs> just like looking around brings up his mom who's there with him he's like you know she's before he rephrases it as like she's still mothering me every year and making me better, he was like, "Yeah, she's still nagging me all the time." Oh boy, <laughs> like this is crazy. Yeah, that's wild. I wish it, you know, like how like artists or athletes will like thank God in those speeches. I wish he was like, "And God, I'm coming for you next, you <laughs> yeah. son of a bitch." <laughs> you better hope I don't die because you're gonna lose your house. <laughs> like I'm coming up there. We'll be playing one on one in hell, you piece of shit. Just coming at God. 
Yeah, his mom thing is interesting because like there are times she definitely was like the one person who seemed to have influence in his life. And like there was a time they talk about this in the documentary, too, but like she wanted him to support like this. Uh, I don't know if he's running. He's like a senator or something. This guy was running for office and like he was a black dude in North Carolina, I believe, and would have been like a huge deal for him to win. And I'm pretty sure he was going up against like a literal racist, like someone who I'm pretty sure had ties to, if not the Klan, like something loosely affiliated with like that sort of shit. And um, Jordan like wouldn't publicly come out and support the other guy. And like, I think this is where his line of like, oh, Republicans buy shoes too, kind of like seeps in and people are like, he's like, ah, I was joking, but also he didn't support the dude. You know, he didn't support the guy who would have made his hometown a better place. He, I, he, he didn't verbally support. I think he did end up sending money, which is interesting. It's like, okay, you're going to send $30,000, maybe like anonymously, I guess, but you can also speak out on the person's behalf like mm, you can you like can, someone's making republican money and doesn't want right to ruin you it. can you can say it's a joke but like the reality is like there is a bit of truth to that joke of like ah you know i don't really want to fuck up my image which like if it's that i guess fine but say that don't it's weird i don't know i don't understand that thing that thing was kind of a weird thing to me to be like oh yeah you're still a rich guy we we can't forget like he was at his height he was a very rich person and once we get to a certain level of wealth you stop becoming a real person and that is a a republican and i you know and i have no idea and no data or anything to back this up but i have a, a feeling that uh a lot of the organization and people running the organization of the nba and a lot of the higher up wealthy people who aren't players are probably leaning more republican i don't even think Republican. like yeah I, I i don't know i'm at a point where i don't actually care like republican doesn't bother me it it's something out like there's all this other shit that bothers me more than like but they care more about money than they do about people 100 percent. like that is 100 yeah. what's going on so and I think he is at that time, he was probably that guy, which is funny because like he made like 90 million dollars just off of basketball contracts alone, which like bad players in the NBA now will make if they just stick it out a couple of, like if they're able to stick it out for 10 years, they'll make as much as Michael Jordan made in NBA contracts, which is hilarious to me. Like he he did so much, no matter how like I don't know how he actually feels about people, but like being a petty person who put himself first, who usually would shit on everybody to lift himself up. It is very funny that he is actually kind of like the sacrificial lamb to get the players in modern day, bigger contracts. Like LeBron James couldn't have monster contracts. Steph Curry couldn't have monster contracts without Michael Jordan and like other players in their time, kind of getting shat on and then bringing the league up (laughs) to a point where everybody else is now like, no, we got to pay these players. That's, I don't know. Magic Johnson's just trying to afford some medicine. Just get in there. Um, he's still making good shoe money, I bet. Yeah, Jordan he's obviously. Still getting the- that's where most of his money. He's like a billion. He's obviously a billionaire, but like he, he makes a lot of his money off of endorsements. But like there is a point to be made of like this is your highest pay. Like this is like the most name recognized player. You'll probably one of the top three you'll ever have. Right. And like he did not make that much money. E- even. 
I mean, even in that time, it's kind of like 90 mil total feels it's wild that he didn't make at least a hundred million dollars in his career. To me. Crazy. Huh? All of that, everything over like 10 million, I start to just like my brain just starts melting. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I do not care. Like the whole, uh, I think like Scarlett Johansson suing Disney over them doing like this weird half streaming, half theater deal. Because they wouldn't let her play an Asian character in every movie. (laughs) That's, I'm totally fine with. I truly, (laughs) (laughs) um, it was just like uh, over such a cartoonish amount of money that I was it just like maybe you're setting a precedent for future actors, but I also could not care less. This right. Is, you are so fine. You're going to be so OK and have no real problems financially that this means nothing to me. Yeah. Meanwhile, I have to like beg people my own age to be a guarantor so I could get an apartment. Right. <laughs> with two other adult men. Right. And you're uh, like, well, I only fun. made forty million instead of fifty, and I think that's bad. And you're like, I hate you so much. Well, uh, you know, a little fun side note: ScarJo, my Michael B. Jordan. You know, I would. Oh, really? Kick my yeah. gal out of a car, yeah, yeah. but which oh, is yeah. weird I to would say. Kick your whole family out of a car to run she, away uh, for a good weekend. I kind of hate her too. One really? time, her. Yeah, because she's with Colin Jost, and one time Colin Jost cost me a club weekend to get back in a good to get back into a good comedy club because he really? was on opener. Yeah, uh, uh, I think about that a lot. I almost um, got bumped by Aziz at a San Francisco club. Yeah, did he fish hook so you out like of the way? Uh, he... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. And what really bothered me is it really got me. Like, I was hard as hell. <laughs> it's like, oh! oh, okay. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck um, Real quick, one I don't know if you had any other things, but here just a funny thing I think is worth two funny things I think are worth mentioning of just pointing out how he was just a dick on a regular basis. One, uh, when rapper Chameleon Air, if people ever I don't know if people will ever remember who this person is, but yeah, Ryan Dirty was, Rock, I know about Chameleon Air. Wait, what is he in 30 Rock? They just talk about it once. They're like oh, they they do dance parties at him, and then Jack thinks they actually like him, so he they get uh, him, uh, he gets some Chameleon Air tickets. Oh, that's like, yeah. oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. um, the huge the fan artiste, of artiste behind Ryan Dirty, um, you know, loves Michael Jordan, meets him at like a charity event or some shit and asks for an autograph, which I will admit is weird when you're famous to ask another famous person for an autograph. If you would, I think if it was like a picture and this happened, I'd be like, OK, this is weird. An autograph is weird, but. Jordan like laughed in his face and then was basically like, I'd do it for like $150,000 or something. And I was like, yo, who even, even if you don't know who, I think the thing was like, he's like, I don't know who this guy is, but even if you don't know who it is, that's still a weird shitty thing to do to a person. Wouldn't you just be like, nah, man, I'm sorry. I'm good right now. Like, it's crazy to be like, bitch, do you know who I am? Like, that's insane. Yeah. Especially because, I mean, sports are very similar to being a performer in that the whole industry is propped up by people being obsessed with you. Sure. Like, you need people to be, like, fans of you. Or, like, if, if like, people decided to stop watching basketball, you don't make any of that money. Right. Nobody gives a fuck how amazing you are at it. You're just a guy who's really good at curling. Like, who cares? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and it's so crazy to yeah. be like, nah, fuck you. It's just to be an asshole to the people that prop up your entire life. <laughs> yeah. The reason that you're rich. Um, and then another little anecdote which i guess i will never be able to prove but apparently he's like playing cards with a teammate and like a teammate and that teammate's mother and like 
the old lady like got up to piss or something and jordan was like caught cheating trying to beat this lady at cards <laughs> and it's like oh it's just it's just seeped in your blood like this is just i have to who win. you are <laughs> you're like you don't have to beat her time is beating her down enough that's not good enough for you you're like no i want to crush you before the grim reaper gets you like that's the michael jordan mentality i have a thing about gambling so you know he there's it's rumored that maybe he got pushed out of the nba his first retirement because of gambling so much on mm -hmm. games and that that is, is a big thing you sign in your contracts is that you're not allowed to gamble i think you should be allowed to bet on yourself or your team <laughs> you a motivational speaker yeah you i think these guys should be able to bet on themselves right because well the worry is that if you like if you bet the other team and then you throw the game you're like scamming the system and making money um in a greasy way but like you should be able to be like yeah i'm gonna win tonight here's 10 grand I'll put him down on it because then it's like you can't scam that. You got to go win. Yeah, but but what if you're like we're gonna lose tonight and then you lose? Then you'd be like, oh, you yeah. threw the game. Fine, you can only bet. So on yourself you, can to only, win. you can only bet <laughs> that your team is gonna win. Sure, mm -hmm. that's fun. Sure, I think that's, that's fair. Fun? No, that's fair. <laughs> it's totally fair. I think it makes more sense that you're allowed to bet on any games except for your own, but. No, I, I also like your no. strategy, too. So <laughs> I think Michael Jordan should be allowed to bet on himself. <laughs> well, he already did. So and it worked and he out. Lost well. his life is bad now. What is he's he running probably, a team? He's probably he is running a team. He's probably very lonely. If we're being very honest, I bet he's a lonely, sad man. And I bet. Uh, do you think he's do you think here's a question before we get into the scale here? Do you think you've made more women come than Michael Jordan? Huh. <laughs> I'm definitely more grateful and put the effort in, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think he might have the sheer numbers on me. You know, if he's if yeah. I make 100 percent of the women I have sex with come, <laughs> but I only fuck 10 women and he you know makes 15 percent of the women he has sex with come, but he fucks 100 women. He's still he's, you know, he's doing better. Got five more women coming thanks to him. I don't think I don't he doesn't strike me as a guy who's like really worried about her pleasure. You know, yeah, I'm I mean? not saying it's on purpose. You think he just think, hey, sometimes just, they just come. Well, he's got one of those thing. rods that is just like this is gonna work no matter if you know how to use it or not. That's what you think 15 it is. Fifteen percent of the time. Sure. That's not a lot. Know. That's a pretty low number. I wonder if you made people you don't hear much about uh Michael Jordan fucking, which is interesting to me. I feel I mean, like he cheated a lot on his wife. Yeah, I want to hear those stories. Was it worth it? Did you did he like Derek Jeter used to leave gift baskets for people that he used to fuck on the I like road that. and shit? That's cool. Right. Well, That's Jordan's classy. not doing that. Jordan probably stole people's <laughs> watches. <laughs> he fucks people who owned very expensive horses so he could get the inside right. scoop on races. Right. If you fuck Michael Jordan, he's sneaking out in the middle of the night and he's taking all of your socks for no reason. <laughs> okay, I got to get something out of this. <laughs> it's got to make sense financially. You guys get it. Right. He's fucking he's fucking the wife of his opponent so they have a bad game the next Ooh, day. <laughs> oh, I'm better than your man. I'm better than him. I'm just whispering the whole night. He's like, oh, I'm only I'm only at uh, 85 percent because I gave the the other 15 to your wife last oh, night, Johnson. God. Yeah, I know what your sheets look like, and he describes them, and they're like right. really specific, and it just fucks up that dude's whole game. And then like, I bought I bought those for our anniversary. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> only Egyptian cotton. Yeah, I I think that's I've made more women. I've I've given out more orgasms than Michael Jordan. I think that's well, true. You're giving them out left and right. People are actually concerned. You're giving yeah. out too many orgasms. Ben, take care of yourself once in a while. Have some self esteem. Jeez. You know the you know the book The Giver. That's about me and orgasms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that world where there's no more orgasms, but one kid can see orgasms, and he grows up to give out many orgasms. That's you. That kid grew That's up kind to of start, a, of that, right? start a podcast with you, and he's here now. <laughs> now giving intellectual orgasms. Albert, my friend, do you have a scale for kind of? I got a kind of one. You know. Yeah. All right, one to ten. One being uh, great. God bless you. You're an incredible human being. Um, I don't, I don't know of anyone other than my mom I've ever met in my life. Ten, you're, uh, you're a terrorist. <laughs> you're just a terrible, bad person, a real rude dude. Uh, one through ten, one, something like you, uh, you play. You're very good at basketball. After Michael Jordan stops playing basketball. You okay. just, you're like the second best basketball player, but after the time of Michael Jordan coming for you, right? So you just get to enjoy it. You get to pay more money than he does from basketball. You and the other people who are very good at basketball get along and hang out at each other's events. You go to barbecues together, and you're like, isn't it great that we fucking crush at this game and that you aren't trying to burn my life down because I'm almost as good as you? Great. Ten is you're one of the many people who dared to be also good at basketball while Michael Jordan was at his peak and near him, and he fucked your wife <laughs> to, <laughs> to get you to crumble in front of a public stage, and then you get the yips for the rest of your life, and you just can't get back in there. Sure. Like I used to. You're now selling cars as a guy who was once on TV playing basketball, and people come to like, oh yeah, aren't you that guy who used to? You used to kind of play basketball, and then Michael Jordan fucked your wife in front of America, and you're like, yeah, so you want this fucking Chrysler or what, man? And that's what your life is now. Could okay. like a 10. I guess it could be worse, but that's not bad. Sure. I, guess, I love that like in mind, like, oh, the worst thing that happened to you is you could be a star and then have a regular job. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> but that's really bad, that, that fall. Um, you know... There was when I started this, I thought there was rumors that his gambling got his dad killed, and I don't. There think are rumors, but that's like so that seems, unsubstantiated. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Like, that seemed really rumory. But I'm fuck it. I'm gonna go four. Okay. I think that's kind of high for him, but that's just like highlighting just the fucking just badgering other motherfuckers, and just I go four because of how much of a burden it would be to have to be around him. There, are, yes, you there know? are some layers to this. There, are I don't think he layers. is really that bad of a person. I just feel really poorly for anyone who'd had to spend time with him, not on his good side. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah. So I'm not gonna do a brand new shittiness scale. I'm just gonna amend yours once. Okay. Just one end of it. So on a scale of one to ten, how shitty do I think Michael Jordan is? The one is the same. A one is just you get to you're a you're very like good basketball right player. Now, just like exactly. This is awesome. You're anybody after Michael Jordan has played. Um, a 10 is you are one of his children. That is a 10. <laughs> <laughs> one of the worst. You, know you know which one it is? It's the I forgot to mention this, but he was like when his wife got pregnant the first time, he was like real weird about uh about sure. uh about he's like nah it was a while where it kind of seemed like she was like trying to call him a bunch and get a hold of him and he wasn't replying and it was a while where, where he was seeming like he might just bolt and he didn't and uh, like but that he's a public figure so people know that story right so being that kid and then like going through your life being like man this guy 
does not want me right yeah, it's just and like, he, tolerating he like, my existence literally telling he's like i don't want you bitch yeah, as you're playing one-on-one you. in the backyard yeah, you're like, i don't know like, i, I want, don't even I like basketball ask. i just wanted right. to spend time with you and then he's getting inducted into the hall of fame and he's just trash talking you right <laughs> in front of a bunch of basketball celebrities you're like it's my birthday <laughs> and you're like you're, yeah you your birthdays will here. never be as good as my birthdays were right that was on top so that's a 10 100 <laughs> percent Okay. So yeah, I think I'm actually with you. I think four is the exact right choice because wow. he hasn't like I don't I don't believe he got his father killed. He was you know he's so. a notorious gambler, or whatever. I did he's hear there's dick. like some iffiness on on the like which one of the two guys killed his dad, but that none of that seems really that connected to right this. So the thing that pushes him higher up, like if he's just a dick, whatever, he is an actual billionaire. And I do have issues with that. I think if you be if you have accrued a billion dollars in your lifetime, then you're then at some point something you're doing is probably actively harming the world, right? Like I don't know who makes Jordans. I'm not gonna make some hacky like blah, 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 child slaves jokes, but like I'm sure there are some people. Yeah, but what company is like, making shoes like that? Is just assumed. I thought if you have a right. shoe line, especially for Nike, it's probably horrifying. The supply line is right. probably horrifying. It's and just like, an American reality. Think about what people have done in the past for those shoes, and they're not like accessible. So like you know, people are like spending money they don't have. And they're people ugly are, like, as hell, dude. People are like, "Fuck it, I'm not, I'm not gonna. What am I? I'm not gonna say that. What are you crazy? They're ugly uh, shoes." But like, you know, people have literally died for his shoes and shit like that. You know, who he's taking private jets. He's ruining the planet, all this shit. So he's he's a billionaire. So that pushes him up for me. And he's just a dick. He is a straight up dick. And I'm sure it's I'm a dick, too, but I'm not rich. Yeah. So it's like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, me out. But, <laughs> but like, I wouldn't. I'm still I'm only a dick to like my friends. I'm not like if yeah. someone I'm not a dick to like wow. the door guy. This is the only way I know we're friends is because you just said that. I was like, oh, that's why he's so terrible to me. Great. I'm only a dick to my friends and you. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just like he he just really is that guy to a lot of people. And I know it's funny because like watching the last dance, like there are people who are like, this guy was my father's hero, blah, 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 blah. He was so nice. to was security guys and all this shit. I'm like, OK. But also he was shitty to other. I don't know. Like everyone there's there's going to be he's just touched enough people where like there's going to be a lot of different viewpoints. But I think overwhelmingly he is a petty ass motherfucker. And I think he is it has pushed some people. He's pushed buttons he didn't need to push simply out of spite. And that is like pretty wild to me to think about. But yeah, I don't know. That's, a, that, that's just like shitty personality trait that right. doesn't need to exist. So, so that plus billionaire gets four for me. Is there anything he could do to redeem himself in your mind? Or is it? Um, <laughs> Yeah, he can. I forget the name of the team, but he could join the team. The Harlem Globetrotters play. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> just get his ass beat cartoonishly. That would living. be hilarious. <laughs> That would be amazing to see. Who do they play? Um, what's the fucking name? The Capitals or something? Washington Generals? Generals. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Him. That would be. That's Michael Jordan's hell. Like he dies. <laughs> he goes to hell. Everything's the same, except he just instead yes. of playing for the Bulls, 
he plays for the Washington Generals, yeah. and he always has to. Look, he's like, "What? That's traveling. There's not even. <laughs> this is real basketball." He's falling on his ass, and there's goofy whistling music playing. And oh people my are like, god! Oh, yeah, that's like, that'd be fun. That might be a great sketch, honestly. That's really funny. <laughs> um, all right, uh, all right. Big Papa Bear. Where can people find you if they want to smell your seat? nothing everything i am attached to is so far away from existing i have one track i think recorded of a thing i'm working on and i <laughs> okay you know which is more <laughs> than last time and i think we might have a venue for a weekly show maybe okay <laughs> um but mostly i uh, you could just be happy for me that i am about to maybe get a good apartment yeah, um, dog. everything That's i wanted Find me on the internet, Hot Young Albert, for news about things that might happen down the road, <laughs> maybe eventually. Yeah. Uh, what about you? How's the book release? It's good. Um, comes out. It'll be out next week, I guess. How maybe? are the numbers? No. You pushing units? You making bank? I don't know, but I know you shouldn't <laughs> ask someone that on a podcast. That's crazy. Um, uh, are you rich? <laughs> I will never be rich. I remember I had to talk to like a I talked to like an entertainment lawyer before I signed, just because I was like. In theory, this feels like a thing I should do. And there's all like these back end numbers stuff. And he's like, you're never going to see any of this money. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so so it's just the money I made up front, which I haven't even invoiced yet. So I've made technically like $500 off of this book. That's so why you're better than Michael Jordan. You do what you do just for the love of the game and zero cash. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's why I will never be successful. Um Oh, I didn't even talk. Well, it, I don't know. So the book is coming out. People are starting to get their copies, which is great. I got some copies, which is great. I'm going to sign some and give them to some people, which feels weird. But I I don't know. That's just what someone can't wait to ask to for do. one. And you're like $15,000. I literally <laughs> here's the thing. Everyone's like, I get a free copy, right? I'm like, well, I only get 15 free and seven of these are spoken for. And the rest, if I have to do more, I have to pay for. So, I feel like no. you keep those until friends that you actually like have kids or something. Well, that's who I'm giving. So I have nieces and nephews who I will probably try to give these to. That's awesome. And then I have friends, some friends who have kids who I would like. You sign them and they're like, yeah, but you're not. Who are you? Yeah, it wouldn't <laughs> matter. I don't want to sign them. That's what I'm my like. Uncle. <laughs> I don't. None of this matters. Um, but yeah, so and I think I'm going to try to do like a little like, hey, we did it party uh, after our first monthly show, November 3rd at Blind Barber. So people want to come out for that. Yeah, come through. It'll be a good show. We got the comedy show. We have it's in a speakeasy slash barber shop because New York, baby. And we got Shane Torres, Shalewa Sharp, Kenise Mobley, and quote on special guests. Special guests. I can't, I don't know. We've got some feelers out to some people who are really stringing us along, and that's great. Um, but we should have at least one other bigger name comedian that you might have heard of if come through maybe not maybe we won't i don't know why am i saying this part either way we're gonna party a little bit after and uh it's a great place it's a good hang and we're making it a goddamn thing hell yeah um, fuck yeah monthly are you happy with the people you're working with yes very happy Ethereum cube steve rogers and uh our, our, we have a producer i've never had a producer on a show before her name's amanda she's amazing she's like very type a and nice. uh she, so she all the shit comedians hate doing, she loves doing. And I'm like, that's why. And she that's loves comedy. She's yeah. for sure. She spent more comedy. She spent more money on comedy in the last month than I have my entire life. A hand like hands down. Like she loves 
comedy. So I think this will be good for her and for us. And I'm very excited about the show. I'm telling everybody about the show. So I don't know, man. You can catch me on Twitter at Shaq Katzner um, on Twitter. I'm doing shows. I'm try to do more shows. Come talk to me after the show. I'll tell you to come to a different show. That's what I'll do. <laughs> But and then, uh, you know, hit us up on Twitter. Burn your heroes on Twitter um, and uh, Gmail, Gmail. Yeah. Burn, Burn your, your heroes, heroes pod, pod at Gmail dot com. Yeah. That's hit it. us up. Send nudes. Send feed pics. Don't send feed pics. Just let me come to you and I'll just slurp. <laughs> I'll slurp your heel. I'll slurp your foot. If you got flat feet, that's that's more surface area for my tongue. I got a wide tongue, so it's better for me. All right. Wow.